Welcome to Beyond the Service. This is the place where we have honest and real conversations over faith and life for youth and young adults navigating through all kinds of transitions today. Our hope is that you will be able to grow deeper in your faith in God through the discussion that we share and become the person that God has called you to be. We hope that you will be blessed through this. Hello everyone, welcome to BTS Beyond the Service where we provide a platform to go beyond the service that happens each weekend and a time that we can relax a bit, have some open and honest conversations about God, about life and everything in between. My name is John and I'm the Young Adults Pastor here at Grace Assembly of God and today we have our very special, a very special person in our midst and she is none other than our very own Next Gen staff, Sister Cheryl Tio. Woohoo! So come on, let's hello. say hello to her. Hello, hello. Hi, hi guys. I'm Cheryl. Uh, I've been in the Nexus ministry first as a member. I was a youth and young adults uh, and I grew up in the ministry and then became a full-time staff first in the young adults ministry and now in the youth ministry. Yep. Yeah, so we have invited uh, Cheryl here to share with us a bit more of a journey and some of you may not know this. Uh, if you're here or new to us or hearing this for the first time, she's actually 38 weeks pregnant as of this That's week right. and she's ready to deliver her baby girl anytime now. So um, we wanted to get her on to share a bit more of her journey and also for us, especially those of us who are navigating transitions in our life, maybe we can tap in and learn a bit uh, more on her life story and her life journey, her faith journey as well. So the first thing I want to ask you, Cheryl, is this like, how do you, you know, come to know God and, and how do you get exposed to this whole, you know, um, faith and, 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 and it, I remember you shared previously in, in one of our meetings that, that your family is non-Christian, uh, mm. your parents didn't, didn't know God, but how did you come to know God? Yep, so I, I grew up in a non-Christian family uh, and uh, I have one elder sister and one elder brother. Uh, so my parents are not Christians. And so that's the environment uh, I grew up in. And then my my sister came to know the Lord first and she attended uh, our church and she was actually serving in the RH Youth Ministry. Uh, but we were like nine years apart. So at the time when she was the leader there, I, I was maybe in primary school <laughs> secondary school and yeah so uh, I just was exposed to knowing Christianity as a good thing and because my uncle's family is uh, also Christians and I mm -hmm. I followed them to church maybe for Easter Christmas so it's just like a it's a fun good thing uh, and slowly my my brother came to know the Lord as well and um, so for me it, I just always had a good impression of you know Christianity uh, but I I saw the the resistance that they faced from my uh, parents, especially my mom, uh, and and so I, being like the good girl, you know, I thought like, okay, better don't don't uh, become Christian because you know my mom wouldn't be pleased with that. Uh, but slowly, I I came to learn for myself lah that that this God is real and this God wants a personal relationship with us, and uh, I got interested and and I. 
asked to go to church with my sister. And by the grace of God, uh, at that point of time, my, my mom was okay. I mean, not like fully supportive, but didn't stop me either. So uh, that's how I started coming to church. And, and then from there, I, I received Christ. And that's how the journey started. How old were you then when you first I came to church? About 16 years old. And, and what yeah. was the experience like when you first stepped into the church? When I first came, it was very much like I follow my sister. <laughs> she was uh, serving there. And yeah, so I just like tagged along. So they knew me as like my sister's sister. <laughs> and uh, I remember there was a camp, the, the year-end camp. And looking back, it was actually the last time they held a camp in that manner. After that, it became like conferences for a while. And so I... By some strange reason, I wanted to go for the camp, even though I didn't know anybody. And, and I know that's not me at all. You know, I, I feel like yeah, that's not my personality. I would like, I want a friend to take along, but I was just saying, uh, I'm going. And then my sister said, maybe I'm not going. And then I'm like, I'm still going. <laughs> so looking back, that must have been God because I don't know why. I was very insistent on going. And I think that was a turning point. That was when mm. I got to know people for myself and uh, build a community. And, and from there, I was plugged into a cell group and, and I started serving. So uh, from then on, it was yeah, the no turning back. <laughs> I was already fully involved. Yeah. And the rest is history already la. Yep, that's right. <laughs> wow. So um maybe help us understand like it's so amazing. You you came in at about sixteen years old, into uh, a totally different environment, and then you said yes to Jesus, you gave your life to him. And then how did you um go into full time from there? Wow. Um yeah, so from then I, I was uh plugged into the community, I started serving. It became a very normal part of my life. So even in uni, I remember, uh, like sometimes people ask, oh, why you got no CCA in uni? I say, oh, my, my church is like, my CCA is like taking up my time because I, I was involved la, in maybe leading the cell and I think mm. different like uh, camps or retreats and things like that. And I enjoyed it. So it was... Um, in a sense, quite natural that yeah, in my final year of uni, someone asked whether I wanted to do an internship in church, which I took up. Uh, at that point, it was really just a short exploration uh, and also to buy time so like, I can decide what to do in my life <laughs> after uni. <laughs> yeah, so I just said, okay, yeah, why not, right? And and after, it was a short internship only. And so at the end of it, I, I was stuck in a dilemma. I was... I didn't feel called to full-time ministry, but I, at the same time, I didn't feel the peace to just end the whole stint at that point. So it was a bit like not here, not there. And so long story short, I decided to take on a contract staff uh, position wow. for one year. Doing so what? I had more time to decide. I was serving in the young adults ministry at that point. So the internship was also young adults ministry. So it's like, an extension lah, but now it's a contract staff role. And sorry, and, and that was doing after your uni studies, after your degree? Yep, right after I graduated from uni. And what what were you studying during uni during your period? I studied communications in NTU. Yeah, so so part of, me was also, <laughs> part of me was also like, wow, like the longer I, I explore this working in church thing, the, the longer I'm 
foregoing opportunities out there. Like, I mean, the, the real yeah. realistic part of me is thinking, like the pragmatic part of me is thinking, I'm yeah, so, so out, I'm just, you know? I'm just curious, like during this period and you were thinking, I, I, I'm just putting myself in, the, in your shoes. Mm. I'm definitely sure that there'll be periods where you're thinking, well, oh, my peers are, uh, you know, finding jobs or, or trying to start internships at different places, you know, at different yeah. companies to build their resume and all that. Um, did you feel that pressure as well? And, and how do you overcome that pressure to say, yeah, I think I want to take a next step in, in, in being a contract staff in the church? Mm, I mean, yeah, definitely there was that pressure which which led me to struggle quite a bit like, with that decision to even take on the one-year contract. So I could see people are like settling into their jobs, you know, and I'm still here exploring something that may not be fixed or permanent. Uh, so in the eyes of the world, it, it does sound quite un, unwise. Like, and even my I faced some opposition from my, my mom who was thinking like, you know, when are you getting a real job? Mm. So that was the struggle, I think. And... Um, but I, I, like I said, like, there just wasn't a piece to, to leave. Like, and I knew that was from God and I just wanted to obey. Though, yeah, I wasn't fully sure that I'm all in also. So that was quite a in-between season where, where it was quite hard to decide. Like. Yep. Can you share with us um, now, back then, like, when you just mm. started off and you said yes to working full-time or being mm. a contract staff at first and then so on and so forth, leading to now you've been around for how many years have you been working in church now? Oh, wow. That's probably eight years if you yeah, include the years. internship and the contract stuff. Yeah, so now in the past eight years, what, what do you think were, were some of the struggles that you faced, you know, um, or some challenges that you faced that, that you were able to overcome? I think one big thing definitely was feeling inadequate. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember I was just asking God over and over again, why me, why me? Like, I feel like I could propose other better candidates, <laughs> other names. Like, you know, why not you approach so-and-so, uh, ask so-and-so, call so-and-so into full-time ministry because I could see how they would better serve you in your kingdom and be more like mm -hmm. fruitful. So there was a lot of uh, inadequacy that I felt that that someone else can do this better. Lah. Like, why me? And I, I remember clearly God just replied me, why not? Wow. <laughs> and, and our story is like, well, okay, that's it. And I mean, he, he has the final word. Lah. So I think in the process, is really learning to uh, rely on him and see that mm. his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. Like, it's not about like, he chose me because I'm so good or I'm mm. so godly, but really so that he can display his goodness, uh, his power through me lah, as a broken vessel, as someone who like didn't even like, wasn't fully on, you know, from the beginning, like, <laughs> I'm in, I want to go full time, sign me up, you know, I was more of like that reluctant and like, what's going on and then figured my way through yeah. it and I think I also learned that God can call us in very different ways, mm. so the reason why I struggled at the beginning was also, I, I had this expectation, you know, when God calls you into full time, it's going to be dramatic, I'm going to hear a voice from heaven or like, it's going to shine into my dark room, yeah. uh, but none of that happened, like, it was actually a very gradual thing um yeah. like i said i i enjoyed serving in church and it, it was very natural to do that and i think someone pointed out to me at that point like it, it's actually not normal you know <laughs> like what you are doing now like not normal to to actually want to explore working in church right after graduation it is not common la. like you like no one else is doing that and the fact that you're okay doing this uh, it shows something and that's how I learned, like, you know, God can place desires in our hearts, uh, use our passions to guide us without us even fully knowing it. Like, and and yeah. 
that was a journey as well to, to learn that God can call us in different ways and to not try to think that put him in a box or to expect he will call you the same way he calls someone else yeah that's so true I think we all have different stories different journey my journey was very different when I got called into full time as well and and I'm sure Pastor Joey or Pastor Becky or even Pastor Wilson all have very different stories yep. um, and I think a, a side note to all our listeners to all our young adults even youth for the matter if you're listening in we want you to know that we all have different journeys and, mm. and we don't need to compare our journeys but really just seek the Lord and ask God what does he want you to do what, does, what is his plan for you and I'm sure the Lord will reveal it to you he will show you one step at a time and like what sister child mentioned you know it's not like like everything was fine and dandy like everything was great at one go mm. but it's really just discovering his plan discovering who he is more than anything else so thank you so much for sharing that mm. the journey that you had uh one of the criteria i understand that you know when you come full-time is that uh, the church will want you to go to study in bible college you mm. know so um, how was the experience for you? Was it very difficult? Because I, I'm sure a lot of people would think um, out there like, wow, Bible college, you know, theology and all the theologies. Um, how is it going to work? Uh, it's too much for us to handle. What was the experience like for you? Actually, when that was uh, brought up, I, I was excited for it because I felt like I needed to be equipped because, I mean, I didn't go through that training, you know, before coming in full-time. So I was glad that the church wanted us to do that because I didn't want to go around and then maybe preach something out of context. So mm. I was glad for that opportunity and that, that requirement so-called to be trained in theology. So uh, I saw that as, as a necessary thing for myself like, to grow and to be equipped if I want to be in this for the long term. Uh, and so I was thankful for that. And But at the same time, it, it was challenging like balancing work and yeah. studies at the same time. Yeah, so yeah. there were there were times, I mean, when assignments are due, I think all the students can relate. Like, it's just that it's just hard to manage. And, and I think coupled with, like, I know, like, this is Bible school, and then what I'm doing is also God's work. So there wasn't, I couldn't really prioritize. They are all important. And mm. I think that added to that stress, uh, mm. perhaps. But I thank God like, for seeing me through. Like, when I look back now, I, I don't know how I got through that. It must really have been God, yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, so I, I, I went to Bible school too and, and I also I want to use this opportunity to encourage our, our young people out there like, you know, don't be afraid if you want to study more or, or learn more about God's word, pardon me, learn more about God's word and, and just um, engage in studies, you know, studying theology and, and just learn a bit more. Uh, I, I think it's a fun experience and I think something that would be helpful for, for, for most of us as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you if you are thinking about it, you know, you don't have to go full-time just to go and study the Bible. You can even study it part-time and mm-hmm. just learn different modules uh, that are available. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, w- I want to take it a bit to a different, more personal level now uh, and to ask you more about, you know, um, your own life and, and your relationship. Um Cheryl, just for the information of all listeners, Cheryl is married to a wonderful man called Gabriel. And he's a wonderful leader, wonderful man of God. Um, and I just want to ask, you know, how did you guys even meet to begin with? How do you, how will you even, how do you even like get attracted to him? Wow. Actually, ours are very textbook style. <laughs> it's like we were serving together in church. We were serving in the Alpha course. Uh, so I think we, we were paired together to lead a group. So that's when like I first knew him. And uh, at the beginning, honestly, there wasn't any sparks. <laughs> I just saw him as a nerd. 
because yeah, like you know, when the guests ask questions, like instead of going like just like simple one line answer, he's like going into like I don't know like things I I read in my textbooks that I don't remember terms that that I have I cannot recall at all. So I'm just like oh my gosh, this guy is is a nerd and in a good way like a spiritual nerd, you know. And I was just like wow, like very impressed. But at that time, really like no sparks or anything. And then we. We continued the friendship. Uh, he went overseas to study. We just kind of kept in touch, and all along, still nothing until he came back from his overseas studies, and it was just like, oh, let's catch up. You know, we haven't met in years, and from there, I think I think God did a work in him also overseas. He was involved in the homeless ministry. I mean, there were experiences like that we shared, and we just felt like, hey, we could connect, and then we could we could see how we both uh, love God, and and I think from there. Uh, things started lah. We we just wanted to catch up and continue meeting, and I guess that's how it grew from there. The relationship. So who made the first move? Wow, he insists that it was me, and I <laughs> I <laughs> deny it. <laughs> I mean, I think for me it's like I was just open to meet lah, and and I saw it already as a friendship at the start. I it wasn't like thinking like oh how do I get this guy out to go go out with me. So I think there were times when I was in the area and we had lunch, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. from there, we, we, we got to know each other better. And uh, at, at some point, I mean, he was the one who, who made the official <laughs> move to, to ask me to, to be his girlfriend. And then, yeah, like, it continued from there. You, you guys have been married for about uh, three years? Two years plus. Two years plus now. Mm. So, if you have any advice for couples who are intending to get married um, or coming together, uh, what would your advice be to a new couple? You know, say that they are interested, they're looking to get married or looking to get engaged. What would your advice be for for mm. someone like that? Well, okay, I think backtrack a bit because I was saying we were very textbook stuff. So, at the point after we like, I think he said like he's interested, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. Then we went into this exploration phase for like I think about half a year, and we made it clear in that time we we are just friends lah. But we are exploring to see whether we should get into a relationship, and I think that was very helpful. Uh, and it's something I I I would suggest to couples or people who are exploring whether to become couples or not to do as well because that really helped us to like not so much pressure lah. like we're just trying to get to know each other's friends and uh, learn about each other's personalities family background different things so it was like, just an intentional time of building a friendship first and i thought it was very helpful um without things like okay we are a, a couple now and then i think with that comes a lot of pressure and then uh, with that comes a lot of expectations so I, I I strongly feel like the exploration phase was helpful for us lah, and I that's what I suggest to people as well to to do to do before entering into a relationship. So I think that started off as well. Um, mm. by the time we enter a relationship, it was a like a serious committed one already. It's not like maybe maybe not you know. So it's more of like if nothing goes wrong, no irreconcilable differences come out suddenly, mm. uh, like no surprises lah, so caught and um, yeah, so in the relationship it was pretty stable, it's more of uh, learning how to how to build a life uh, together, like looking towards marriage and, and what we should learn before we enter marriage. Yeah, so that's why I read textbook, <laughs> so after that it was building the relationship uh, closer and 
learning what it means to be married and uh, at the same time balancing that you know uh, we're not one yet also so I think that's something we, we need to learn as well because um, sometimes the lines are very blurred lah, in a committed relationship we don't want to act like we're one or make decisions like we're one uh, but yeah at the same time we need so called practice for the long run so I think that's that's something to learn and navigate as well that um, that, that is important for us in that season to also recognize that that we cannot take it for granted we will confirm mm-hmm. get married you know because maybe down the road maybe things change or God say something or someone changes you know so having to balance that that we're committed and then yet we are not one yet and I think uh, yeah. that, that was helpful uh, to learn to to grow in God as individual beings uh, as well as a couple and how God can lead us in that. Yeah. How, how long was the process be, before, I mean, between you guys getting serious in, into a relationship uh, and then all the way to, let's say, getting engaged um, for um, you guys? How, how long was the process? Two years of mm. that courtship, I think, and then uh, we got engaged and then one year after we got married. Yeah. Awesome. And then you guys went for a marriage prep course and all that. Yeah, that's what we did. So very textbook. <laughs> it's like, and then I think we were, yeah, we are each other's first partner also. So it's just like, yeah, quite textbook, but still thankful is good. for is that good. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think maybe one thing like as a side note for now is also that, that people hearing this won't expect like, has to be like that lah. doesn't mean textbook is better or so yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah if you have other things you need to learn along the way we just be open lah to what God wants to teach us uh, whether mm. in singleness whether in the relationship or even through breakups I think mm. I, I hear people learning a lot through those lah. so like that doesn't mean if you you know don't break up and you get together with the first person you date is the best you know so just to put it out there <laughs> just curious huh? um, mm. what is now that you're married what what do you think is is something that God is teaching the both of you? I guess in this season, cause like you said, like I'm expecting and a child is coming really soon. So I think um, I was thankful for the two years plus of marriage that really built the foundations. I yeah. mean, in the early stage, there's all that uh, communication when you work through living with each other is not the same as dating, and yeah. there were friction like, We need to work through and and stabilize. So I was thankful for that time, and then now that we are expecting a child anytime soon. Uh, it's really learning how to be parents, how to be a team together. I think that's a constant message we've been learning even in the past few years that we are a team. And mm. I mean, we, we often say that and we know that, but when uh, conflicts arise, we sometimes it's like, I, I, it's like you win or I win, you know, it's like mm. only one person wins, but always having to go back to the, the realization that we are a team and, yeah. and we are in this, uh, we've got leading us. Lah. So I think that's something we are thankful that God has been teaching us and we're still mm. learning and, and, that will bring into parenthood as well because we also want that to, to positively impact our child, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of child and, and mm. you being pregnant and any time now that your baby may be coming out, maybe right now as, as, as we speak, uh, um, how, how is it like being pregnant? Um, that's one. And how is it like being pregnant and at the same time working and doing ministry? <laughs> You know, being a wife, being a daughter to your family, so many different things that you're doing at the same time. How is it like? I guess I'm learning some lessons through it. I mean, of course, there's the physical change and some discomfort and all that. Um, but I think uh, more than that, I think Gabriel and I, we, we 
are learning not to take things for granted. Because uh, in a sense, like I, I'm thankful because this child came at a time we wanted the child to come. Um, and so it's like things were going well and we had to consciously remind ourselves to not take it for granted. It doesn't come so easy just yeah. for everyone. And and I think so we really are learning that life comes from God. <laughs> like we all know that, but when literally a life is growing inside me and I feel I'm reminded of that every day. Like it's, it's really a gift from God and I have no control how this life will turn out except to trust that God knows and and this life belongs to Him. In fact, you know, it doesn't belong to me even though it's growing in me. So really learning that and I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like I'm sure there's a lot more to learn. You know, I, I don't know what I don't know yet but yeah. I'm really hoping that I'll be reminded to trust and learn and lean on God in this whole process because uh, yeah, it's quite an uncertain thing. Like we, we all we know is that there's a child coming. <laughs> everything else is uncertain. We don't know the personality of the kid, everything, how it's gonna be like. So a lot of balancing to do, I feel. Like on mm. one hand, this life will need to depend on me for survival, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, this life doesn't belong to me, it belongs to God and it's like placed in my hands to our hands to steward for this season. So it's just having to balance all of that together and, and learning that one step at a time. Now still far from the end yet you know mm. yeah then and, uh, uh, yeah. how are you how are you able to manage you know um being pregnant and and doing ministry doing being being full-time uh at work were you how yep. how how was that whole uh, transition for you you know yep so it's an interesting season i mean we all know we are in a, a pandemic <laughs> situation <laughs> yeah. and um and, and we have also shifted to a lot of working from home. So ministry mm. has looked very different just on its own, right? There's a shift in ministry. And then, and then being pregnant at the same time also brings with it uh, different challenges. Lah. So, I mean, the good thing is I'm at home. And so I, I maybe don't need to move around so much. I get the rest that I need. Uh, on the other hand, it's also been um, interesting because people don't really see you pregnant. Because yeah. right now, you know, calls are video calls. They only see your face. They don't see the bottom part, half mm. of your body. And so uh, I realized something that stood out was that, that I didn't expect was that community actually plays a huge part in the experiences you go through. Yeah. So like the fact that I'm not out and, you know, you don't have people like seeing your growing tummy and or maybe like touching it like I realized that that is one part of the pregnancy that I didn't get to experience um which which is interesting lah. so I feel like if I in future let's say I have another child it will be like a totally different experience and I'm thankful that that it hasn't really affected ministry that much uh I like to me it's still growing with the people journeying with the people uh the sheep that God has <clears throat> sorry, place uh, in my care. La. So so even the lessons I learned from pregnancy, I feel like it, it just intertwines la, into mm. the ministry that I'm doing. And I think I appreciate better the father's heart of God, the father heart of God. And becoming a parent myself, I see that like, wow, this is crazy. I, I don't know how to love this child. I need to learn from God the father. And I think that translates also, la, hopefully, mm. in the way I do ministry, in the way uh, I relate to the people around me yeah well thank you so much Cheryl for sharing with us your journey uh, I think there's a lot that we can learn through it uh, whether it's your transition you know uh, moving to full time uh, or even 
yeah, being pregnant, getting married, being pregnant. And I hope the next time we speak is when you are carrying your little one and you can share more about really being, being a, a mother, carrying a child, looking after your child and, and handling ministry at the same time. I think that will be another interesting insight that we can get from you. Um, is there any last things that you want to encourage, especially you know couples or even mothers-to-be um, who may be considering pregnancy and, and, and work at the same time if they are worried about all these things? Any last words, any encouraging words that you have for especially women out there? Mm, um, okay, so by nature, I'm a planner, but I guess a huge lesson I have been learning is that, you know, things are just not within your control, but that's okay because things are in God's hands and God is in control. Like we all mm. know that. And but I think when you really have to go through that, surrendering the control to God uh, over and over again, I think that there is a huge lesson that I am learning in this season that I hope we remember as well in, in whatever seasons we are in, la, you may you may plan your life, you may plan to want to go to this school or do this thing for your career or you get married by a certain age or you have a child by a certain age, but let's just trust that God knows best what He's doing and we really rely on His grace la, and allow His timing to take precedence over our plans and, mm. and whatever we are trying to control. So I hope I can leave you all with that. That's awesome. That's that's a great encouraging word, uh, and I hope all of you who are listening, especially the ladies, um, uh, that you'll be encouraged by this as well. You know, don't fear, uh, especially the transitions. You know, whether getting married or, or um, um, becoming pregnant, um, the Lord is still in control, uh, and I, I'm sure I'm sure that there are certain fears, especially even for guys as well, that we we might have different fears facing transitions. But God is still faithful, and He's here with us. And I hope you'll be blessed. And hopefully the next time we uh, catch up with you again, Cheryl, you will be with the little one and we can have a conversation with the little one as well. Yep. All right. Thank, <laughs> Thank you everyone you, for joining John. us. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you have been blessed by this, you will do us a huge favor when you click subscribe and share this with others. Thank you and have a great day. We love you and we can't wait for you to join us again in the next episode. See you soon.